What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Be confident in what you know. So I just feel like when I first started out, I just wasn't confident and your clients can feel that and then your sessions don't go as well. So if you know like, hey, the light doesn't look good here, it's okay to just be like, you know what, this isn't working. Let's, I feel like it'd be really a lot better if we went to this other spot over here and just don't be afraid to speak up, I guess. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to dive into today's conversation with Becca Lewick. Becca is an adventure family and couples photographer in Portland, Oregon area. She brings the fun during her sessions and loves to showcase the beautiful landscapes of the Pacific Northwest. She mentors other photographers and has a huge blog full of useful articles on her website. Now, I first stumbled on her studying work when a team member of ours said she had fallen in love with her work and her style. And after that, I checked her out and I knew she had to come on the show. So without further ado, here is Becca. Welcome. Hi. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. I mean, you kind of already explained most of the technical stuff, but I'm like a huge goofball. I'm always joking around and my family is super silly. My kids are always doing pranks on each other and on us. And so because I'm so goofy and silly, that's like where my strong point is in my photo sessions. So I just try and bring out the fun and the joy in the people that I photograph. And I do enjoy like the calm stuff too, but you know, I'm like the best at 
the silly stuff. I love that. Well, you know, what's funny is now that you mentioned that and that, like that is like definitely your personality, you can really see that in your work, like the joy that your clients are having and, and the fun that you're actually having at your sessions. So you've described your work as adventure photography. So can you tell me a little bit what you would describe this is and how you market this for your clients as an experience and not just photos? So a big part about getting people to realize that adventure photography is what I do is all the images that I show. So on my website, I try and showcase a lot of the landscape so people kind of get the idea of that. And then when they inquire with me, I'm also kind of explaining that a little bit to them so they get the point. And I'm always posting on Instagram, like different reels and things like that. And I try and take behind the scenes of me at my session so then I can show that. And then people are seeing like, oh, look at all this landscape. I try and like pan the area so they can see it and just talk about it a ton. I love that so much. Well, Pacific Northwest, it's it is lovely. Like I'm I'm just north of Vancouver in British Columbia and that area down there, I know you guys get a significant amount of rainfall. So I just wanted to ask, like, how does that affect your sessions? Do you cancel them? Do you reschedule or do you just kind of work around it? I actually try not to overbook myself because I know, especially in the rainier months, that I'm going to have to do a lot of rescheduling. So I just let my clients know ahead of time, like, hey, you're booking your session at a time when there's probably going to be a lot of rainy days. So just be aware that we might have to move your session to another day because I'm not going to try and make people go out in pouring rain. No. If it's if it's a little <laughs> bit of rain, it's not too bad, like some yeah. sprinkles. But other than that, no. Um, but they're they're usually very cool about it as long as I just let them know ahead of time. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's funny. I went, I remember I did one session in a rainstorm one time and thinking, oh, it's going to be fine. Not really. Like this is like my very first year and not realizing that, oh my gosh, it freezes motion. Our, our shutter sp- freezes the motion when you have that at that high shutter speed and the droplets on my client's clothes. Oh my gosh. I spent four hours editing one image. I was like, this will never happen again. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Yeah. That has Uh, happened to me actually. I mean, sometimes it looks cool because it ends up just looking like some sprinkles. So it looks fun, but not for the posed images where you're trying to get that perfect shot for them. Yeah. Not the best. Not the best. Yeah, it's funny. I also like, uh, I've run into the situation where my clients are often booking hair and makeup stylists. And when we can't control things like weather, you definitely sometimes get a little pushback. Like, uh, I, I have to cancel their makeup and hair, and they made a deposit, and you're just like, I know. But like, if you're able to communicate all these things that could happen and these potential things, you alleviate that pain of having those conversations later down the road when you somehow are blamed for the weather. Yes. Yeah. Actually, when when my clients are trying to book for hair and makeup, if they're planning on doing that, I always tell them to talk to their hair and makeup artist ahead of time and just let them know that, you know, we might have to move the session. Is that going to be a problem? I love that. I think I think the communication, that's one thing. It's funny, when we first get started as photographers, I don't really think like we we learn all these things from experience because we run into them and we're like, wow, like 
I really don't want that to happen again. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how you continue to adjust and change the things that you do based off of all the bad things that happen. Right? They're just lessons. <laughs> They're just lessons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your photographer journey and how you actually discovered your passion for photography. Yeah, it actually started out in high school. My little sister and I would go to this abandoned house down the road and we'd take like her friends and stuff and we'd do all these fun photo shoots. That's really how it started. But then I went to college actually for for graphic design, but also photography. And I was doing studio photography, which is not what I do at all. Not your jam. (laughs) (laughs) Then I had kids and I really started being interested in family photography and it just kind of evolved from there. But my first session was actually a wedding. (laughs) Really? I had a friend who asked me to photograph her wedding and I was like, are you sure? I don't know what I'm doing. And it's so funny because weddings are such a different beast. Like, oh yeah. Oh, like I, I photographed two and both were destination weddings. And I tried to stand on a folding chair and the folding chair (laughs) collapsed in the middle of the ceremony. Oh, no. And thank God it was my, my best friend getting married. And everyone laughed because they're like, that's classic Lisa. <laughs> but I have never and I will never shoot another wedding again. <laughs> I yeah, don't want the attention. <laughs> don't look it's at me. A lot of, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, definitely not, not my thing. <laughs> same. <laughs> so, so many photographers struggle to find a style that really feels like them. Can you share how you discovered your own style and how you helped your students uncover theirs? Yeah. So I think that just trying everything is a really good idea. Like if you're just starting out and you're not really sure what you want to do, try photographing a couple, try photographing families, kids by themselves, newborn lifestyle. Don't try and do newborn pose when you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just try out a bunch of different things and see what you're really into. But as as far as like the editing style, that one, I mean, it's kind of interesting because there's so many different styles and you could go so many different ways. And I mean, I know personally, I'm drawn to a lot of different things. I love a lot of different things, but what do I want for my own work? So if you try out, like say you like the look of light and airy and dark and moody and whatever you want to try it out but maybe the way that you shoot doesn't necessarily work for those editing styles so you just have to figure out what looks good on your work so just trying out different things and seeing what you like but I will say that your style is just going to evolve over time and there's nothing that you can do to figure it out any quicker I guess than just trying different things but just try not to get caught up in what's popular at the time because those things go away and is your stuff going to be that timeless look or are you going to have to keep switching your style based on what everybody else is doing? You don't want to have to do that. Yeah, that's a good answer. Great answer. So, so many photographers struggle with clients that show up very stiff and very posed. So how do you encourage your clients to make their sessions more about play versus smile and say cheese? So I tell them a lot of times, (laughs) like we go over this so many times in different ways. So when, when they're first finding out about me, they're seeing my website, my Instagram, and I talk about that kind of stuff in those places. And then when they inquire, they're going to get, I like, I send an email to them and it's going to 
explain all of that. So I want to make sure that people are choosing the right photographer for them. So I don't just reply with like, oh, hey, let's let's get this scheduled. I'm going to go over every little thing in that email. So there's a section about how the session's going to go. And that's going to talk about that stuff where you're really playing and having fun and exploring with your family and not just standing there stiff and posed. And I do tell them I'm only going to take probably one or two photos of you all looking at the camera. And other than that, you guys are just going to be focusing on each other. And I also send other emails. So after they do book, they're going to get a link to a blog post that talks all about that. And I tell them, please share this with any adults who are going to be at the session. Because it's really important that everybody understands this concept. And then they have, a, uh, I think I send about 10 days before their sec- session, a prep email. And that also just tells them again quickly, like, hey, don't forget, this is how you connect during the session. And then also the reminder email, I mention it again. Good. And then at the session... I try and remember to go over it again just briefly with the parents so they're remembering it fresh in their minds. So just tell them a million times. Yeah, it just sounds like it's repetitive, but I've tried it only mentioning it once or twice and like half the time they don't do it. So. Yeah, I love that. I think the, it's so true because it's the key. To, the key really is communication. It's, how old do you? You've got kids, right? Yes, 12 and 14. Okay, I have a 13-year-old and you know how many times – you have to repeat yourselves with your children. Yes. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. They don't listen. They don't. <laughs> or they possibly are not reading anything that I said. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's also why I try and remember to remind them at the session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your client closet. How important is styling to your work? And do you have any favorite vendors that you might want to share with us? Yeah, I think styling is really important for just the look of the finished photos. So if somebody's going to show up to a session with me wearing like everybody's wearing different shades of blue, I'm probably going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just with my editing, it doesn't look right to me and I'm sure it's fine, but just I know what I like. Yeah. So I want them to wear like a mix of different types of colors and I want some warm colors mixed in there. And then also I would love it if mom wears a dress. She doesn't like, she's not always going to wear a dress, but I think it's so much more fun, gives them something to do and it just makes the photos look more romantic. But of course it's, it's their photos so they can wear what they want, but I just give suggestions. And I have the client closet because I think once I started doing that, I had a lot more people wearing what I actually wanted them to wear because they had that to use if they needed it. You also asked about like, what are the kind of vendors that I like to use? I'm going to start off by saying I like to use dresses that are going to fit a lot of different sizes. So you don't want to be stuck in like, oh, this is only going to fit size small, unless it's just super amazing and you just have to get it. But for the most part, you want to fit a lot of sizes. So if you have to spend more money to get a dress that is going to fit more people, it's totally worth it. If you're going to spend $60 on a dress that fits one size or $200 on a dress that fits like five sizes, it makes way more sense to get the more expensive dress. I like to use dresses from Free People, Daughters of India, Baltic Born, and then there's some Etsy shops that I like, which are 
Reclamation Zebu BU and Earthernware. So those are some like for moms and then for kids. I like Joyfully, Zara, Katie Quinn, Riling, Crew, Jamie K, things like that. Love them. I know <laughs> I I have a client closet and I love to go shop for myself in my client closet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I have a girls' night tomorrow. I wonder what I'll wear. <laughs> I know, right? Like, mm, I can write off this new dress. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I will say that it's dangerous to start a client closet because you become a shopaholic. It's really bad. It's true. It's so true. It's yeah, so you're true. Like, it's okay. It's business money. No big deal. <laughs> There's actually been times where I I've had clients that have loved the dress. Um, they're wearing so much. They're like, can I buy this off you? And I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, you should. I've used it. It's yeah, fine. I'm done now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Now, can you share a story of a favorite session of yours? Yeah. So this summer, I went to the Tetons, Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. And it was like a big camping trip with my family. But my best friend from high school was able to come along and it was so fun. I got to like scout the location and I got to plan all of their outfits. I brought, I actually brought stuff from my client closet along on our RV trip (laughs) and uh, it was so much fun, but I did it for free for them. I just wanted to give them that gift and I feel like all of the best sessions are free ones, you know, like there's the pressures off you just get to do what you want. You don't have to worry about doing what they're going to want to do. And then I also just wanted to photograph somebody in the Tetons. Yep. I know, right? (laughs) Sometimes you just want to do what you want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, photographing people in different beautiful locations is kind of like collecting baseball cards. You're like collecting (laughs) backdrops for your portfolio. (laughs) I love it. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Now, speaking of locations, your locations are stunning. So how do you go go about location scouting and finding locations that you know will work for each family? I have like a specific process that I go through when I'm finding locations, but it starts with knowing what to look for. So what I want is, because I'm going to do a session most likely at sunset, so I want there to be sun filtered through something. So to the west, I want there to be like trees or like a, a little hill or just something to filter the light through. And then I want open sky in the opposite direction. So you want your clients to be facing towards that open sky where they're going to get a lot of light back onto their faces. And I think that's super important. I don't like shooting in like a forest or something like that because there's not good light in there. There's not enough sky to reflect back onto their faces. So, Um, And then I'm also looking for something that's like higher up than the rest of the land around, if that's possible, or at least if there's a place where I can go at the end of the session that's higher up like a hill or something because I want that sun for the longest that I can right before it sets so I mean obviously if there's a really great location and you have to just deal with the sun being blocked early like fine but for the most part that's what I'm looking for yeah I love it yeah so I send out a location guide to all Uh my clients and they get to choose from there and has a lot of good info in there like you know, what the terrain is like or how much walking there's going to be or is there a cliff that might not be good if your child's a runner? (laughs) (laughs) 
so they get to choose um, where they want to go. But I know a lot of photographers will like just send out, you know, oh, here's a few ideas for you based on what you said you wanted. But I feel like that's just too much work for me and I want things to be easy. So I just send them the guide and they get to pick. <laughs> I love that. So how far from your, your base location or your home are these locations? And like how far are your clients usually willing to drive? So I I have locations that are close to me, like within 30 minutes or maybe even within like 40 minutes. And those ones are a different price point than the other ones. So I'll go like an hour to go out to the gorge, but then I'll go like two hours to go out to the coast. So people are paying a little bit more for each one of those. I don't based on price, but I mean, once I rebranded myself as an adventure photographer, I got a lot more clients willing to drive for a good location rather than just wanting to go to like that park down the street from their house. That's kind of boring. I love that. That's so neat. So tell me the uh, the experience. Like when a, a client rolls up for their adventure session, what is the experience like? How long is it usually taking? And how are you making this like an incredible, memorable experience for them? I mean, it really depends on the family. Like if there's only one kid, then the session can probably take like 40 minutes or something, but it could also take up to an hour and a half, depending on where the, how much walking we're going to do or how many kids they have, or just how the session goes. So I don't put a time on it, but I kind of just tell people, you know, it can take anywhere from, you know, this to this, probably like hour and a half max, but I, I'll kind of, tell them to come to the location based on what I think, depending on where, how much we're going to walk or how many kids are in their family. And then um, when we get to the location, I just have tons of fun with them and we walk around, we try different spots. I try not to stay in the same place for too long. So I want to give them a lot of variety and a lot of the places that I shoot have a lot of variety. So we just kind of go around and have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, love that. Now, I know for me in experience, I've been shooting families for like 12 years now. You'll often have clients that don't always respect timelines and sunsets. And so how do you how do you navigate that? How do you arrange for the for the timing for your sessions to start on time maybe if your clients don't want to start on time? Yes. Okay. So people are always going to like, oh, you know, my kid doesn't do well staying up late or whatever. To that, I will either say like, hey, here's my blog post about how to get your kids to stay up later for sunset sessions or whatever, where I have a lot of tips on that. But I also tell them, please just realize that we're doing it based on light. And if you've noticed my portfolio, you know that my sessions are always done at sunset. And if I did it at a different time of day, it's not going to look the same. So either you can book it and we're going to try everything we, that like a lot of the tips that I said in my blog post, or you can wait until it's the fall and sunset is a lot earlier if you really think that your kid's not going to handle it well. That's a good point. And what if they just show up late? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I tell everybody in that reminder email, like, please show up five to 10 minutes early so nobody's rushing and, you know, you can have a minute to get your kids settled, wipe some faces if they had snacks on the car ride or whatever. But of course, several times they're going to show up late. (laughs) I mean, really, I'm the entire point of my sessions is to be carefree and have fun. So I never say anything about it. I'm just like, 
there's nothing I can do now. <laughs> so they're already late. So we just go, we do it. And, you know, if when we run out of light, they're done. Yeah. Love that. They just get less photos. That's nice. Exactly. That's not you. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Not my so, fault. So do you ever have clients that want to do multiple locations? Yes. And there are some that work for that, depending, but they have to be pretty close together because there's like so much to do with the light. And if you're driving like a half an hour or something, that's not really going to work. But I usually, if there's a location that's like within 10 minutes, then that will work. Yeah. When I, well, because I've been doing maternity sessions for years and I, I think I just get bored easily, Mm -hmm. but I, my maternity sessions start and they have like usually three or four different setups inside. And then I go at least to five different locations, which is nuts. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I know this. Right? And I can't help myself. <laughs> so I end up having these massive galleries for my clients because I get too excited. And I just want to go everywhere. And I'm like, I got these new dresses and you are, you look amazing. And I just, I really struggle. So do you ever struggle with wanting, like just trying to rein yourself in and not over deliver as much? Oh, definitely. (laughs) I had a session just recently that went so well and the kids were so adorable and they were just all doing the right things. And I was just, I just kept going and I'm like, we're out of light and I don't even care. I'm bumping my eyes out. Like, and I think I delivered probably like 160 photos, which yep. I never do. I usually try and keep it pretty close to 100 or less, but I don't know. Every once in a while, you just gotta, you just gotta put them all in there. <laughs> it's so, it's some, some sessions you're just like that just that made my heart explode. My heart exploded. And this is my, this is what you get. It's my exploded heart in your gallery. Like <laughs> It's so beautiful. <laughs> I know. And they're not, they're, nobody's ever going to complain about that. So right? it's fine. No, I know. If anything, it's like, ugh, there's too many to choose from. Right? Yeah. That's the only problem. Right? <laughs> so what do you feel is the secret to capturing images that not only showcase each unique family, but also bring purpose and meaning to you? I think that giving them space to just be themselves is what's going to get you the best photos every time. But the trick to that is you have to start the session out with a lot of direction because they're uncomfortable and they don't know what to do and they don't get it. So I start out by giving them lots of fun games and prompts and directing a lot and kind of like, you know, giving moms tips about how to stand and things like that and just really getting them to understand what's looking good. And then once they're comfortable, then they're going to do the cutest stuff because you kind of step back and you just tell them like, hey, I'm going to step back and give you guys some space to just do whatever feels natural to you. So it's up to you what you want to do. But like some ideas might be like, go over here and explore this area, go pick some flowers. Just always be thinking about like, how can I be connecting with someone? So a lot of touching and playing and just try and be connected with someone. And then you just step back and let them do their thing for a little bit. I love that. And what I really notice in your work is there's so much movement and motion too, that like people just aren't standing still and stagnant. Like you're capturing them being alive, if, if that makes sense. It's like just this living image. I love that. Thank you. Well, when you are giving them that space to kind of do whatever they want, you also have to like maybe give them some things while they're doing it. Like, oh, hey, mom, can you like switch positions so I can see your kid? You know, because like sometimes they'll be standing in front of them or, hey, you know, what would be a great idea is if you like swish your dress around while you do that thing you're doing or 
something like that. It's funny because I really struggle with that wanting to let them be themselves and have that motion, but I'm also that perfectionist. And I'm like, hey, mom, like, like stick at your neck, like drop your chin. Like, <laughs> you, you don't want me to get that for you. Like, so I really struggle with my pose because I am such a pose photographer, leaning, trying to lean into capturing memories. And it's so foreign to me. Like it really, like I am so good at posed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's okay to give them that extra info too. Cause like, yeah, I step back, but I'm also just saying like, Hey, don't forget this thing or whatever. And like, if you've already explained the chin thing, like earlier in the session, then all you have to be like, Oh, don't forget your chin. Yeah. Just real quick while they're doing whatever they're doing. I love that. (laughs) So fun. So you ready to head into our lightning round? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So favorite guilty or not so guilty pleasure. (laughs) I'm going to go with sushi. <gasps> Same. Mm, I love it. Me too. Or also watching The Bachelor, like either one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best gift you've ever received? My husband got me my first full frame camera for my birthday like years ago. And it was so special. I got a 6D. I was so excited. Yeah. I don't still have it, but it was I great. Love that. <laughs> Oceans or mountains and why? I could never choose. I know, right? <laughs> I love them both. We have both here and they're so gorgeous. I can't. <laughs> love it. What is something you've accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? Um, definitely owning my own business and being successful at it. When I was little, I would, uh, I would crochet like little hot pads and I'd go around with a wagon and like ask my neighbors if they wanted to buy them for 10 cents. So I was always an entrepreneur. <laughs> I love it. Are you? I was too. I used to make necklaces oh, and great. sell them. Yeah. I tried to sell them to people and like bracelets and stuff That's at school. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I definitely tried to still sell my stuff at school. You're like not allowed to do that. I know. <laughs> What's your favorite comfort food? Probably, I don't know, like chicken and mashed potatoes or something. Ooh. Like that sounds comforting to me. Yeah. Or like a really good soup. Mm, like pho or is it pho or pho? Like that noodle yeah. soup? Mm. It's got to be something warm. I feel like that's <laughs> totally, comfort food. <laughs> totally. Where do you feel most centered and happy? It's funny. Like I feel like duh, but holding a camera. Yeah. Because when you're at a session, like everything else goes away. So I'll have a stomach ache before a session or a headache as soon as I get started. It's gone. Yeah, I agree. I love it. What's for dinner tonight? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> going to be DoorDash. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what is the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Um, let's go with raise your prices. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good one. Or just like the entire book of building a story brand the entire book of building your story brand (laughs) story brand so good so good we had nate on who's actually a story brand he's from sticky albums and he's a story brand uh, expert and oh i agree love it what advice do you have for someone just starting out be confident in what you know So I just feel like when I first started out, I just wasn't confident and your clients can feel that. And then your sessions don't go as well. So if you know like, hey, the light doesn't look good here, it's okay to just be like, you know what? This isn't working. Let's, I feel like it'd be really a lot better if we went to this other spot over here and just don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. What makes your soul light up? Oh, 
I don't know, probably my kids playing instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both super into their musical instruments right now and they're always playing and it's so fun. I love that. So where can our listeners learn more from you? Well, I have my website, which is beccajeanphotography.com, and it has a lot of good resources for photographers. And then I have a lot of things that in my shop, like presets and guides. And then I also have my Instagram, which is beccajeanphotography. And you can also find my Facebook group for photographers, for family photographers. Um, and it's called Family Photographers Connect. And you're also coming to teach for the online newborn retreat. So can you share a little bit about what the students will be learning? Yeah, I'm going to be teaching outdoor newborn sessions. So you'll get to see me walk through an entire session and you can hear exactly what I say. And it's so much fun. It's so cute. The little the little girl, they have a toddler also. She was not the easiest. So I think that'll be really helpful for people to see what I do in those situations and how I kind of get her to get back into being happy again, which had to happen several, several times. So <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm excited to watch it too. So I love to end my interviews just with this last question, and it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? Um, right now, it's really film, so like family films, like video. And I mean, I've been doing it for a little bit over a year where I've been offering it for my clients, but since it's still fairly new, I'm like super into it. And so I really want to get more into color grading and figuring out how to make my own look. So fun. I love it. Well, Becca, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been so fun. Oh, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for tuning into this conversation. I hope you loved it just as much as I do. And I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We will see you next time.